2: The very first thing we saw on Smackerdown this week was Roman Reigns responding to The Rock. I checked in my book. That's big stuff. Well, I suppose to us it was a big deal, but not to the head of the table. He just went ha 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 ha, ha and he walked off. I don't think he gives a damn. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the only wrestling review show on YouTube that you should be watching, which isn't the case. Go and watch whatever the flub you want. However, only one person has the finger of power, the fop, and that's me. So many people come and give me ups and downs on that their social media, but you don't have a finger of power, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Less up those doubts. We also had SmackDown specific stuff that we did have to sort out though, so it was time for the finals of the United States tournament. I knew this was going to be fun as well, and I was totally right because you've got a modern day GOAT in Kevin Owens. And ever since Santos Escobar turned heel, well, that man is a laugh riot. Of course, Logan Paul was on commentary as well because he wanted to see who his next challenger was going to be when Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild just turned up. They fought Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza, I suppose they were idiots, a couple of weeks ago, and they just fought their Way to the back, so now it was mano a mano. I always also capitalized on this too because he wrecked Santos and hit the frog splash and he got a 1 2 ooh. I was like, man, one day we should really do that, be like Goldberg versus Lesnar for 2016 in a totally different way. Kevin also kept looking at Paul throughout all of this, which was a terrible idea, because Santos was like, well, I'm going to take your arm and I'm going to smash it into Rita the Ring Post, which, of course, brings us the Rita the Ring Post rabbit. Now, my rabbit that ordered still hasn't arrived. I'm getting a bit worried about it. So today, we are using a Care Bear. The point is this. Stop throwing people into Rita the Ring Post. It's not fair. Escobar then went after Owens' arm like it was flashing red when he tried to go up to the top rope, but Kevin Owens stopped that with a DDT. When well, I swear. These two. There must have been a magic on t- the turnbuckle, because they went up there, they came down. They went up there, they came down, and eventually, Kevin Owens was able to hit this ridiculous suplex, and he got another one 2 ooh. It was really funny though, because when we came back from the commercial break once again, they're on top of the turnbuckle, and I was shouting, would you get down from there? Or that went terrible for Kevin. He went from the senton, and this time he went right into Santos' knees. Ruh-oh. Escobar then went right for a Frankensteiner, so more of this match was in the air, but of course, Kevin Owens kicked out of that. When we built to a big old finish and it was nice and simple but it worked because owens went for the stunner escobar reversed that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment the surprise roll up and kevin was like no you're not beating me like that so he hit the pop-up power bomb he got the stunner one two three which means now at the raw rumble it is kevin owens versus logan paul i didn't know that i needed this match but I really, really do. As they were both out there as well, Logan grabbed a microphone. He was all like, I am the greatest United States champion ever. Also, KO, you can't be the champ. You're from Canada. I Owen's kind of listened to this for a while too, before he decided, nah, man, you're really annoying. And he just punched him right in the face. I tell you, that was very therapeutic. If I had to make a prediction as well, I would assume that Paul would retain. But however flubbed you get away with that one, honestly, I thought this was really fun. Give it up. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits were then shown making their way to the ring when they told us it's going to be an almighty new year. I was like, I, I get it. That's your catchphrase. Before that, though, we did see Logan Paul being all wibbly-wobbly in the backstage area when all the people, Grace and Walla and Austin Theory, were there to help him. When Cameron Grimes just walked in. Where have you been? He thought this was hilarious, so Grace and pushed him. I suppose that's how we're going to start a brand new food. How dare you shove me? Now you must die. That little diversion didn't allow Bobby and the profits to get into the squared circle, though. And what we essentially did here is tell everyone, hey, we're babyface now. Good. Because Lashley admitted that 2023 had been terrible for him because all the things he tried to do, he wasn't able to do it. I mean, the dude wasn't even on WrestleMania. It is all different now, especially because he has teamed up with the Street Profits, so he's putting everybody on notice, because in 2024, they're going to take whatever they want. So if you're, like, in charge of an ice cream parlor, be careful if these guys turn up, they're going to want free dessert. They also took a swipe at the Judgment Day, so that's got to tie in. That's Lashley also declared for the Royal Rumble. And at this point, I was like, oh, man, they're really going to do well. (laughs) When on January the 5th or whatever it is, it went super duper bad. This has to tie into yet more Gang Warfare, and I love Gang Warfare, because out came Karrion Cross, out came Scarlett, when they were joined by Paul Ellery. I started to do the Dance of Joy. I predicted it right. Not really. I saw a spot on the internet, but I'm taking it. They were soon joined by the returning authors of pain, though, who jumped these guys from behind, and they stood there and read a book. They didn't do that. They did finish off Angelo Dawkins and Montez fourth, though, as Karen hit that crazy new finish onto Bobby, when this brand-new stable stood tall, and I tell you, They've got the first thing down. They looked really cool. I really hope we do see this through, though, because we have tried and just given up on carrying cross loads of times, and clearly he does have the talent. But once again, all these people together in one big schmozzle looks pretty good to me, so I'll keep everything crossed. But don't forget about Bobby Lashley and Street Profits, too. They deserve some gold as well.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Giving it up. When
2: Meachin lost her world title match against EOSky, it was always going to happen. I really do like the fact that WW remembered that Damage Control took her out months ago, because I'll be the first to admit, well, I made a mistake on ups and downs. I actually did forget that this happened. I thought this was really good too, especially because Damage Control and the rest of OC just let them go at it in the ring. So this was the second match where you could just do one-on-one fun. Mee-Chin also hit a dive to start when she got a big old knee and a cannonball for a one-two-oo. And I will be the first to admit, I kind of watched the entire of this match going, well, we're not going to have EO Sky lose. But I think they realized this too, so they came up with this one spot. My word, it got me. Before that, though, she did apply a single-leg Boston crab. I was like, wait a minute, you're not even from Boston. And even when Sky went for a springboard, Meachin just went, nope, smashed her in the mouth. I think EO then realized that she had to up her game, so she hit a flipping German suplex on the ring apron. Das ist der Streigeister tell das Ring. And they must have been watching the Kevin Owens match, too, because they kept going up to the tippity top. But that is when, of all the things... Mi hit an avalanche stars clash and she got the one and she got the two and she was actually going to get the three and do you know what Io Sky did? She shot out her arm and she grabbed the bottom rope and you're damn right it got me That was some good old wrestling. Meachin, very sadly, then took it one step far because she went to Mert, EOSCAR, and Barrier Barricade Miss. So she ate it instead when they went back into the ring. Moonsault, one, two, three. But there was this thing in the air where you're like, man, that EO, she got away with one. It really was a great performance by Meachin, though, who has just reminded everyone, maybe you should do some more stuff with me in 2024. We should up. We then had a Paul Heyman interview after this. And give you the headline, he's not happy with The Rock. And he's not happy with anyone. Because the only reason the Great One does want to sit at the head of the table is because Roman Reigns is already there. And let's not forget, you're not allowed to have a seat at the head of the table unless you are invited to the Dinner of Relevancy. (laughs) It's the dumbest thing that anybody has ever said. And guess what, Rock? You weren't invited. Really, though, he knows the Rock just wanted to go viral. There's only two ways to do that in that life. One date Taylor Swift, don't think he's going to do that, or two, get involved with Roman Reigns. Heyman then made sure to laugh at Cody Rhodes too because <laughs> that guy thinks he's going to finish his story when he even said, welcome back CM Punk. And sure, you are the OG Paul Heyman guy, but I've now upgraded to someone even better. It's so like I told you, he was firing those shots. He finished all this off by reminding that whoever does win our main event between AJ Styles, LA Knight and Randy Orton is still going to get smashed at the Royal Rumble because Roman is the best and everybody loves it. And let's face it too. There's every chance that is the plan. And Rangers holds the belt for the next decade. And then he just retires. As ever though, Heyman is just the master of this. And now it's got me totally confused in what direction WWE is going to go. So a round of applause, my friends. You are getting it up. Damage Control then congratulate Io Sky on her win when they laid out their plans again. Oscar and Kairi Sane are going to become the tag team champions. Sky is going to continue to be the world champion. And that's for Bailey. She's going to win that there Royal Rumble. This is when Bianca Belair walked in, because why not? And she was like, yeah, you're not going to do that, because I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. And when she left again, that's right, she arrived just to leave, Dakota Kai was like, hey, Bails, you better sort out Bianca Belair. This is when my tum-tum sank again. I think Bailey is going to be in this group for very long. They're definitely going to screw her over. Then right after this, too, we did have a mystery, because it was time to find out who Butch's tag team partner was going to be. Scary fingers. I also predicted this as well, so that's two for two for me. What a lucky boy I am. And it was NXT's Tyler Bate. So, man, this is just the best thing ever. Because not only a Butch or Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate reunited on SmackDown, but they were taken on pretty deadly. So, I was like, man, what a great advert for British wrestling. They totally killed it, too, and it was so much fun. And basically what happened here is Butch came into the ring with all his meters powered up, so he hit all his signature spots when Tyler Bate did the exact same thing. I don't think anyone told Pretty Deadly this. They came in with everything at normal. We then got the double dives as a wink and a nod to 2023. When we cut to the commercial break, when we came back, Pretty Deadly, were just in control. Problem was, WWE showed us a replay, so now I can't do my joke. My year is totally ruined. The whole point, though, was to build to the hot tag to Tyler Bate, who got in there, did a standing shooting star press, (laughs) then he did his twirly-whirly thing. I don't know why that's so much fun to watch, but it is... We're all very weird. But is then back in as they hit a combo for a one-two-oo when Kit Wilson decided not having none of this and he started to get involved with people on the top rope. I was like, why is this the theme of this week's SmackDown? It actually didn't help at all because the good guys shook it off like they were Taylor Swift. I'm hoping to go viral. When they hit a double Tiger driver, don't often see that. And they got the one, two, three. And Tyler got the pin here. Man, he was so elated. His smile was so damn big. So I have no idea if this is a permanent thing or not, but I am massively intrigued. Also, we need to work Sheamus back into this. And Rich Holland is now back on NXT. So we are moving the chess pieces, but it's getting it up. It was enjoyable. We then had more random stuff next, because who do you think walked into Nick Altus's office? It was Ashanti the Adonis. Once again, I was like, where have you been? He actually totally agreed with this though. And he told Nicky, listen, in 2024, I want more opportunities. And Altus went, yeah, I think you deserve some opportunities. So I suppose he's about to get a push. Watch this space. It also meant we got to our main event, and as always, Smackdown just flies by. And it was AJ Styles versus LA Knight versus Randy Orton to see who the number one contender was going to be. Let's just sum it up. This was straight fire. What I really enjoyed too is that there were absolutely no relationships here. It was like, I'm going to hit you and you're going to hit me and then we're going to hit your nan and when that's done, we're just going to go, 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 go. But I also used Alan the announce table to smash AJ around when Randy Orton was back and he did that to both guys. When Styles did return and he was so pissed off that LA also has a two-letter first name, he threw him into Simba the Still Step. He also tried to hit the phenomenal forearm but Randy noped him when he went for the draping DDT at RKO. But this is when LA Knight was back and he pulled him out the ring... I just went, triple threat. See, I'm weird. He then threw Randy into Simba the still Steps, so poor Simba was getting totally murked. But this meant he'd taken his eye off Starhulls, who then snuck up on night and took him out, so he was back in control. So, you have to watch it like this. Four and then got thrown into Barry Barricade and the steps once again. When Knight took his fist, he punched AJ. When all of a sudden Randy had taken a Phoenix down, he gave a snap b- to LA Knight, he gave a snap Power b- to AJ Styles. I tell you, that move is super duper good times 9,000. They ended up with a really good 1 2 oo when Randy was going to hit the RKO, but LA Knight turned that into the Blunt Force Trauma, and then he was going to win when Styles broke up at 2.999. Honestly, it's the best roller coaster ever. Styles also hit the springboard. 450, even though he's in his 40s. And like all of a sudden, LA Knight was busted open. I was like, wait a minute, that's the second time we've had blood on WWE TV in a week? Is it making a comeback? And is it going to be in the Royal Rumble? We then got all the finishes and all the breakups when, my word, AJ Styles went with a phenomenal forearm. He went right into the RKO, which always looks wonderful. And just when Autumn was going to win, LA Knight pulled out the referee. This is why I like the dumb rules. In a triple threat match, that was perfectly fine. And once again, it got me. As all three guys were then trying to figure out what to do next, we got ah, and out came Roman Reigns. This made me chuckle so much. I was like, Roman, it's been 20 minutes. What took you so long? It really was pretty cool though, because he was like a damn mafia boss, as he told Jimmy Uso and Solo Sikoa to go and sort everybody out, and he joined in too. <laughs> yeah, this poor trio of guys, they got absolutely murked. Of course, once again, this is fine, because there is no DQ in the three-way, which is dumb, but I love it. And the absolute best bit is while Roman was running around going, yeah, yeah, I did it. I have no idea what his plan is. To the camera, Nick Aldis found Paul Heyman. He was like, hey man, tell your boy, good work chief. But now you've got a fatal four way at the Raw Rumble. Heyman also sold that like death. And it does bring up a very interesting question. Are we doing this because Roman Reigns is going to lose his super duper championship without being pinned so he can do this match with The Rock? I just want to tell you, that's a terrible idea. That is not the way you lose that belt. I mean, maybe that happens and even The Rock gets involved or something. I mean, you tell me in the comments below. And yes, I admit that sometimes going 20 minutes and then having a match ended a schmoz is frustrating. But that wasn't the case here. Sometimes things just clicked click i really did enjoy this as well and now i'm super pumped for the rumble, especially because i want to know if we're going to nuke a 1000 plus day title reign seriously you should go and watch this even if you do know the ending up. which brought us to the end of smackdown of course it's going to get an up and look i understand i've gone crazy with ups and not that crazy with downs this week but i think every single company came out firing in 2024 that gets me excited in my tootsie toes or my feet I don't know why I say it. Now, please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for AEW Dynamite. I'd appreciate it if you watch all the ups and downs. Otherwise, have a terrific weekend. There is no pay-per-view over the next two days. Can you believe it? But well, they'll be back soon, and I'll see you then.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.